Yes, I can acknowledge your church hurt. Yes, I will tell you, heal, you know, take the time that you need, do the time that you need. But then I also tell you, you need to go back. I don't know. I feel like there's some of us that we sympathize too much. Like, and, and I, I know I'm going to kind of sound like a jerk to some people, but we sympathize too much. We were always showing sympathy and we sympathize to the point where now we are in error and we are teaching error. I would never tell somebody that because they've experienced church hurt, that's a justifiable reason for them to now never go to church again. That is ridiculous. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here you. on Church Boy uh, Confessions. Uh. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to Church Board Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Leheke, episode 166, coming on October 24th. If everyone can please, just for a moment, bear with me. And I don't even know if she's going to listen to this episode, but I'm still going to do it anyways. Yes, this is partiality. Forgive me. Um, let's sing happy birthday to my mother. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mama Rose. Happy birthday to you. Love you, Mom. You know what I'm saying? It's my mom's birthday. Shout out to her. Shout out to the woman that truly uh, raised me in the way of the Lord, man. Um, to have a heart for Christ. To have Christ's heart, you know, and, and show compassion towards others. And um, so much of who I am, I owe to that woman of God truly um I don't know if I have seen anyone or if I've seen very few people that are devoted to the Lord the way she is and um shout out to my mom y'all know I'm a mama's boy anybody that knows me personally knows I'm a mama's boy I take pride in it I don't care um I'm working hard so I can take care of my wife and kids one day and also take care of my mama so um I love you mom um happy birthday um but as for announcements today um, first thing I want to say is, ladies and gentlemen, if you have been donating, I want to appreciate, you know, I, I want to show appreciation to you. Um, we've been able to raise a pretty consistent amount each quarter this year. And as we are now in the last quarter, we are definitely looking to raise a good amount of money for the poetry jam that's going to be coming up in February. Um, and also for the other projects that we have planned next year. So if at any point during this episode or any point during the week at all, if you feel led to donate something to this ministry, we would truly appreciate it of any size, of any amount. Um, you guys, some of you guys have been to our events. Some of you guys have, um, you know, um, participated in the Poetry Jam or the UA Day or any other thing that we've done in the past. And if you guys have felt that impact, you guys know why we want to continue to do those events. Um, and you guys also know, you know, if you guys have um, ever done anything with media, you guys know that, you know, this thing, it costs. And for us to go to that next level, like I want us to go to that next level, um, I'm praying that God bless us financially, this ministry. So um, I really want to implore you guys, man, if you guys feel that if the Holy Spirit pushes you according to what is in your heart, um, big or small, um, you can please donate at www.unassociate.com slash donate. That's tax deductible. We are a 501c3 um, nonprofit multimedia platform. So that is going to be tax deductible. Um, so, yeah, we implore you. 
Um, also, ladies and gentlemen, you guys have seen some of the posts. Um, Instagram's been tripping as of late, but nevertheless, I hope some of you have seen some of the posts. If you haven't seen some of the posts, I would like to direct your attention to our Instagram page because we have been making a couple posts about expanding our team. You guys, it's a lot of you guys, hundreds of you guys that listen to this every week. Um, you know, uh, we, we definitely are looking to expand this team. We're looking to you know, get the video editor. Right now, I'm the one that's editing, you know what I'm saying? And and I want to be able to delegate. Um, and we're looking for a video editor. We're looking for social media managers, YouTube managers. We're looking for all these people that can really help this ministry, that God can use you to help this ministry to catapult it to the next level. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you're listening to this, you know that you have certain gifts. We You can go to www.unassociated.com slash join. Um, and there, or just go to the website and then click volunteer on the nav navigational uh, menu. Um, and it'll take you to the application. The application will show you a list of the things that we have that we are looking to get applications in for. So if that's you or that's someone that you know, you know what I'm saying? Let's make it happen because we want to go to the next level. We need more men and women of God who are devoted to ministry, devoted to um, using their talents, their spiritual gifts, their creativity for the kingdom and last but not least this is the last announcement um uh, we have bible study november 7th that's monday november 7th so that's two mondays from now um and yeah i'm gonna try and make a, a website page where like there's just a constant sign up sheet um but right now it's kind of month to month so I, I've, I've had a lot of people like hit us up asking to add them i haven't responded to some of you i apologize um but but um yeah, I'm going to try and figure that out just so like there's always a simple, easy way. I apologize for taking this long to figure that out. But um, yeah, please bear with me. But today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to be talking about why people should go to church, because I think that there is I don't I, I don't know if it's growing. So I'm not going to say a growing movement, but it's definitely a present movement amongst especially our generation, not just our generation. This 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 debate has been going on for longer than we've been alive, I'm sure. Um, but this idea that, you know, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. I feel like a lot of times when I used to hear it as a kid, it was meant to just help people understand that, like. You know, you don't have to you know, do certain things to be a Christian. It's important that you just have Jesus in your heart, so on and so forth. But that saying has been so exploited by many of us believers since then. And it's about time that we just nip it in the butt. Um, I'm really praying to God that he helps me because like sometimes when I hear different conversations that are so unbiblical and anti-Christian, I get very passionate um, and it comes off as aggression. And please bear with me. Sometimes when I preach, like I get a little aggressive, but, you know, I'm trying to correct with gentleness as the scripture instructs us to do. So have mercy on me. Um, and, you know, we're going to get through this episode. <laughs> I don't know how long this is going to be, but nevertheless, I want to give you three reasons why you should be going to church. Um, and we're going to we're going to get to it. You know what I'm saying? Um the first reason why you should be going to church is because the Bible says you should, you know, um, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 is probably the most direct instruction that we have to, like, make sure that you don't stop going to church. It says don't abandon the meeting of yourselves. Um, but nevertheless, this this idea of a formal gathering of believers, it stretches even back to, like, you know, 
uh, the Old Testament as well, but that's like Judaism. But when we talk about the New Testament believers, church is this formal assembly. Keyword is formal there because a lot of us like to act as if, you know, church and hanging out with Christians is the same thing. No, it's not. We know that it's not. We know that it's not. Um, but some of us try to act like it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, but a lot of people will say, you know, I'm going to be like naming certain excuses that people say, like, you know, throughout the entire episode. One excuse that I hear is that, um, like, like, like the one I just named, you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. But then the problem is, like, let's 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 talk about that in every other context right people say you don't have to go to church to be a christian sure but like you also don't have to go to class in order to be a student you also don't have to come home and see your kids to be a parent there's a lot of things that you can be without practicing certain things but the reality is we would fool ourselves if we think that our absence doesn't matter no no no. your absence does matter it matters to you and it also matters to the people who needed your presence obviously and we're going to we're going to break that down some more but let's talk about how this formal gathering of believers is different from hanging out with your friends cuz a lot of people try to act as if oh well you know uh, i'm 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 i don't go to church but like i hang out with my christian friends and so on and so forth first of all i personally don't buy it when people like try to tell me that so you gather with your friends and you study scripture and you sing psalms and and you have positions of leadership and all that different stuff and you know i know i know that that's not the case um, I'm not saying that that's never the case, but I think for most people who try to say that this is the reason why I don't go to church is because I already have it here with my group of Christian friends. I think we're fooling ourselves. Um, as we see in the Bible, and this is, you know, in multiple different places, I, I kind of are, am combining, um, you know, what is common attributes of a church service? What is common of, you know, the congregation coming together as an assembly? Um, you see that it's a place where people are given positions of leadership. There's scripture reading and there's scripture studying. There's financial support that's distributed. Like this was very common. Like this was a thing, especially as you see in the scripture where like they were giving financial support. Like people were bringing their, their um, tithe and offering together and there, there was a collection, there's a process of collections then distributing that wealth or distributing that money to the people who needed it. This is where spiritual the spiritual gifts of believers are on display in the church. There are psalms that are sang, there are tongues that are spoken and then interpreted. This is obviously from just the description that we see throughout scripture. Church is a formal gathering. It's not the same thing as just hanging out with your friends. What I just described sounds like the church that you see in those buildings, not the ones that you see where you're just hanging out with your Christian friends, watching movies or doing whatever that you want to do. And I know that first thing that people are going to say, well, the Bible says where two or three gather in his name, then he's with them. I, I, God forbid that I ever disagree with scripture. That's what Jesus said. Absolutely. I agree where two or three gather in his name. And that means he is with them. But before we even go there, let me first say this. Scrutinize the reason why you are limiting your gathering, your Christian gatherings to just two or three. Why are you limiting your Christian gatherings to just your friend group? I'm not disagreeing that two or three gather in his name, that Jesus is there. But my question is, why are you limiting your Christian gatherings to just your friend group? That's the question that you have to ask. Because to me, I'm going to ask the question, well, maybe it's because all the churches, and I'm assuming that you visited all the churches in your area, are corrupt or shut down. 
or maybe it's because no one else showed up to your gathering or maybe it's because there's absolutely no church in your area which is the case in certain countries not in america if you're in america that's not an excuse that works for you but i think that the more common excuse is because we hold and we might not admit this but it's because we hold some type of bitterness and resentment towards other believers we have bitterness and resentment towards the church we have bitterness and resentment towards anybody who professes to be christianity that goes to church that has that has violated us that has harmed us that has insulted us so on and so forth and if that is the case let me tell you this when jesus said that where two or three gather in his name that he is with them that was not telling us or giving us some type of loophole to, to how we can avoid church that that was not it Jesus was not giving us a loophole on how to avoid actually going to church service and being amongst um, believers in a formal setting. That is not a loophole. And, and I think that to misuse that scripture in order to use that is, is really is really an issue. Um, he was actually talking about if we're going to talk about the actual context, he was talking about the importance of having witnesses whenever, you know, the church needs to make judgments. Right. He was talking about, OK, your brother sinned against you, you know, bring witnesses, you know, do this, go through this entire process and so on and so forth. He was talking about how the church casts judgments or the church judges um, other people based on scripture, so on and so forth. He was not saying that the point that he was making was not this is why you don't have to go to church. So we need to be careful with that. There's a lot of light coming through here. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, the light was blinding me. Nevertheless, um, yeah, I think a lot of us, we're avoiding church because not because we have a valid reason. And we know it's not a valid reason. It's because we are we have this bitterness. We have this this resentment towards people who are in the church. We have this bitterness and this resentment towards people who are Christian that go to church, the churchgoers, the judgmental people, the hypocritical people, so on and so forth. Um, and what's interesting to me is that, you know, we always talk about church hurt because a lot of people need to heal. Absolutely. And I'm not going to act like that's not the case. A lot of people, maybe, you know, you just got hurt at, at this church and like you need to heal and that's just real. And you need to heal. That's just, that's just what it is. But, I'm the one that's going to tell you that you need to heal and then you need to go back because you do have to understand this, that the devil likes to continue to work even through our healing process. And if you're not careful, your healing process does not bring you to a place of restoration. Instead, it brings you to a place of bitterness and a hardening of your heart. And that's the work of the enemy swaying you. That's the work of your sinful flesh, bringing you further away from where you ought to return, which is the people of God. There's a lot of us that have suffered through church hurt. And I say, take your time to heal. But as you are healing, make sure that your healing goes through the route of restoration and reconciliation, not through the route of bitterness, resentment and hardening of your heart. That is what is at jeopardy. That is the game that is at play. Those are the things that are at stake. And we need to pay attention to those things. Hebrews 12, 14 to 15 says, pursue peace with all people and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one, um, no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble and by it many people become defiled. There's a there's a whole bunch of other verses about bitterness as well. Uh, Ephesians 4:31. This is ESV version. It says, "Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Um, be kind to one another, tender hearted, 
forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. I'm telling you, man, that bitterness, that bitterness, um, it, it leads to sinfulness or probably sinfulness in and of itself. We need to go to church, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're told to. We're instructed to. It's not the same thing as you with your friends. It, it, it's a formal gathering. There are positions of leadership. There are there are or there is order there. Um, and that's where we need to be. The second reason why you should go to church is because you need it. You need church, especially in this day and age where there is we are in the age of content, where there's so much content around. And since there is so much content around, of course, there's going to be a higher frequency uh, in which we see false teachers and false doctrines being passed around. There are many of us. We stop going to church. And now if I have a conversation with you, I'm not sure where you stand on certain issues and I'm not sure where you stand when it, on certain theology and certain doctrine. And it scares me. It really does. There are certain people that you never go, you know, to church. So then you never actually have the word of God taught to you. Instead, you just try to read the Bible on your own. Trust me, my friend. Trust me. I'm in seminary school right now. I don't say that to be prideful or say that I'm better than you. But I'm just saying that there's a lot to learn and there's a lot to study. And the more you know, the more blessed you see that the word of God is. The more the more that God's power is illuminated to you. And I do not believe and I, let me just say this. I'm not confident and you can take it as disrespect if you want to. I'm not confident that you can just sit down and read the Bible and study it fully. And you just are completely as best a Christian as you can become. I don't believe that. I believe you can sit down and read the Bible and you can come to know Christ. But I don't believe that you just studying the Bible by yourself will give you the enough knowledge and tools that you need in order to be the best Christians possible. I don't believe that. We need it. Second Timothy chapter four, verse three to four says, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. And this isn't that what we see. I mean, if if you know sound theology, then you recognize how much false doctrine that there is in the world. Let me just tell you right now, man. The, the reason why you need to go to church is because the TikTok clips, they don't cut it. They don't cut it. Trust me. Um, the prosperity gospel that you watch, they don't cut it. Do understand that we live in this time where people have propped up leaders that just give them what they want to hear. And um, this is no knock to popular pastors because just because you're popular doesn't mean that you're a false teacher, unlike a lot of people believe. But um, there isn't always a coincidence or it isn't always an act of the spirit that there are that a, that a preacher is popular. Because there are some false teachers that gain a lot of following because they always tell you what you want to hear. Like I'll be going through TikTok comments of a straight up somebody that's false in their doctrine. And then there's a whole bunch of like non-believers in the comments that are talking about, I'd go to your church. Of course they'd go to that church because they're hearing what they want to hear. But a good teacher and sound teaching doesn't teach people what they want to hear. It teaches people what they need to hear. But when you're on TikTok... And all you see are the viral, you know, messages from pastors. That doesn't mean that that's going to give you sound theology. Few people actually want to sit through an actual exegesis 
Google that. Exegesis of scripture. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes, man, I'll be in class. I'll be like, bruh, <laughs> I got to be real with you. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's so edifying, man. It's so edifying. And you just don't get that unless you go to church. You don't don't get that unless you go to seminary. Um, you also need that support, man. Like, you need church because you need that support. Like I said, a lot of us, we need healing, you know what I'm saying, from our church wounds, from the church hurt. But I'm the type of person that will tell you, yes, I can acknowledge your church hurt. Yes, I will tell you, heal, you know, take the time that you need, do the time that you need. But then I also tell you, you need to go back. I don't know. I feel like there's some of us that we sympathize too much. Like, and, and I, I know I'm going to kind of sound like a jerk to some people, but we sympathize too much. We were always showing sympathy and we sympathize to the point where now we are in error and we are teaching error. I would never tell somebody that because they've experienced church hurt, that's a justifiable reason for them to now never go to church again. That is ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Everybody's going to say, oh, well, you know, the church isn't in the building. Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody's going to say the church, the church isn't the building. That's what they say. Oh, that's so annoying, bro. Everybody says the church isn't the building. The church isn't the building. The church is the four walls. But the church is inside the building. The church is inside the four walls. So go and be with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Why does anybody have to convince you? To go and be with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Why do I have to beg you and implore you to go and be with your brothers and sisters in Christ? Where is the level of devotion, man? I must say, bro, like sometimes I like I, I, if I can be real. Sometimes I look at the devoted people in other faiths. Sometimes I look at some Muslims, and I see that their level of devotion to a religion that we would say is false. But in the same breath, us that serve the one true living God through Christ, that have seen the work of the Spirit in our lives, we don't go to church because we're too sleepy. We don't go to church because of whatever excuse that you want to come up with. We don't go to church because someone insulted us. Are you kidding Man, we always talk about bare minimum, bare minimum, bare minimum when it comes to relationships. Let me say this. If you can't give God the bare minimum in going to church, stop talking about everybody needs to give you the bare minimum in your relationship. Stop talking about bare minimums. Stop talking about it. Please stop talking about it. Going to church is the bare minimum, bruh. The bare minimum, bruh. Show your devotion by spending two hours on a Sunday to go and be around your brothers and sisters in Christ, be taught the scripture, sing psalms together, but that's too much for us, it's the bare minimum. <laughs> like, honestly, man. <laughs> we will get insulted every other place, but when it comes to church, we say we're never going to church again. People, you'll be bullied at school. You'll get punched in the face at the club. And still, the answer to the solution is not, I said the answer to the solution, that's so funny. But still, the solution to all of that is never, I'm never going to the, any club, or I'm never going to any school. But when it comes to church, that's when we want to reach 
I'm never going to any church. You are not justified. I don't know. There's so many people who like to sympathize. There's so many believers that like to sympathize with this idea. Don't get me wrong. We sympathize with people who have church hurt, but not to the point where we're now saying, yeah, we're enabling them. Hey, don't don't ever go to church again. You wouldn't do that to any place, to any other place. You wouldn't tell somebody that got bullied in school and never go to any school again. Why? Because you see the value of education. You see the value of school. If you're someone who can truly say, see the value in being around other believers, the value in being a good in, in a good church, the value of being planted, to being edified by fellow believers, to being taught the scriptures, how can you say? How can you say it's okay? Don't go back to church. It's ridiculous. I know I sound like a jerk to some people, but I have to say it. Church hurt is not an excuse to not go back to church. Take the time you need to heal and then go back. Because if we call ourselves Christians, then what I'm assuming is that you want to be like Christ. You have the spirit working in you, developing, producing the fruits of the spirit so you can be more like Christ. That is what I hear when I say you're a Christian. And the reality is, if you want to be like Christ, you don't abandon the church because they sinned against you. No, no. If you want to be like Christ... You don't leave and say, I'm never going to church. I'm never being around church service. I'm never doing that because this person insulted me. This person violated me. This person hurt me. This person did. I said, take the time you need to heal. But if you want to be like Christ, the solution is not to abandon the church. No. Because while we were yet sinners, Christ died. Likewise, even now that we sin against Christ, he cleanses us from unrighteousness and he makes us more holy. Maybe you having been insulted wasn't for then you to now say the solution is for me to never go to church. Maybe it was, okay, you know what? I need to call this out. I need to call this unrighteousness out. I need to go with my brothers and sisters. We need to go through these different steps to hold certain things or certain people accountable, so on and so forth, because the scripture gives us instruction on that. Matthew chapter 18, the verse that we just read was given instruction on how to deal with issues between brothers and sisters in Christ. Actually, I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, starting at verse 15. Go and read Matthew chapter 18, starting at verse 15 to uh, 20. Being like Christ does not mean that you abandon the church when they insult you, and when they harm you, so on and so forth. It looks like forgiveness. It looks like love. Um, it looks like making things better in that church environment. And that really leads me to the third reason why I think you should go to church. The third reason why I think you should go to church is because the church needs you. We always, every time somebody gives an excuse as to why they don't go to church anymore, have you ever noticed that most of the time, I would say 9.9.99999 times out of 10, it has to do with the church not giving them something that they wanted, them not getting something that they wanted from the church, or not, or, or them getting something that they didn't want. But it's all around getting, getting, getting. It's all about them. 
But I think that sometimes that shows how self-centered that we can be and that we see church as a place for us to get, but we don't really recognize how important it is for us to give in those places as well. Like you go to a church and you recognize, oh, there's no youth. Oh, it's not it's not giving me this. It's not giving me that. Don't get me wrong. If it's not giving you sound doctrine, if it's not giving you what you need to be a better believer, find a different church. But if it's something where it's like it can be fixed, I want you to consider the fact that maybe the reason why you've been brought to that church is not to just sit down, say amen. Not to say that there's anything wrong with that, but maybe it's for you to serve at that church and fill in the gap that was missing. A lot of us, we say, oh, you know, we go to a church and we say, oh, the church doesn't have this, the church doesn't have that, the church doesn't have that. Maybe God has brought you there to bring those things. Some of us will say, oh, the church is full of judgmental, hypocritical people. First of all, judgmental, hypocritical people are everywhere. Do you have a Twitter? Like, bruh, do you have a Twitter? Did you go to high school? <laughs> but it's just like, man, like maybe you were the person that God put in that church to change, to shift it, to, to make that shift. So then when the next person like you comes to that church, they say, wow, this church has got it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the you know, what you want to see in the church, God puts you in that church in order to bring it about. But we don't even think that far. No, because we didn't get what we wanted to get and we never thought of giving. We just leave. We leave. The church is a place where we display the love of Christ and it's a, it's a place where we display our spiritual gifts, man. Where else can we display our spiritual gifts and the love of Christ that is greater than the body of Christ at church? Jesus said in John 13, verse 35, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If you love, if you have love for one another. In 1 Corinthians 12, verse 6 to 7, excuse me, it says there are there are there are a variety of effects, but the same God or a variety of gifts, but the same God who works all things in all persons, but to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit for what? The common good. We have these spiritual gifts in order to edify and uplift and, and, and encourage and educate each other. And these things are most easily and predominantly displayed when we are amongst each other. But you don't want to go to church. That's not right. What better place to exhibit your spiritual gifts and the fruits of the spirit than with other believers? And then when other people see that love, man, when they see that love amongst believers, they say, wow, I know their God is real. Wow, I see Jesus in them. Man. The church needs you, ladies and gentlemen. The church needs you. They need you. Some of us, we talk about, oh, the church doesn't talk about mental health enough. 
maybe because the leaders just their generation it didn't like that just wasn't a thing like what we're forget about even outside of christianity older generations it just wasn't very prominent to talk about those things but you who is young who is educated in these things how do you know that god has not put it in your heart to then talk about these things in service talk about these things make programs make events so on and so forth but no you don't think about that instead you leave the church because of the gap that god put you there to fill what is that that don't make no sense that don't make no sense that don't make no sense. What are you giving? I'll be real with you. And I don't say this to, to puff myself up. The way my mom, shout out to moms. Happy birthday once again. The way my mom raised me, I can't go to church and just sit down. No. No. I'm a member and I'm also a laborer. I have to work. My spiritual gifts have to be on display. I have to do what I have to do. If I see that there is a gap and I know that I can fill it, then I have to go and fill it. I've done a number of things in the church. Because I'm there and it's needed. Some of us, we go to churches, oh, you know, they're not worshiping like, like Hillsong. So uh, I need a place that has good worship. And you, self, have the voice of an angel. You have a way with playing the piano, the, the, the guitar, the drums. Man. Oh, God have mercy on us, man. It's the bare minimum, folks. It's the bare minimum. Go to church. Stop with all, stop it. Stop with all the excuses. Go to church. Stop with all of that, man. It's, it's really, it's, it's, it's really embarrassing. I have to say that this is what we, I have to get behind this mic and convince people. That's not right. That's not right. That's not right, man. If you think the church is corrupt, if you think the church is wrong, if you think, then go find a new one. Stop playing yourself. I didn't even talk about it. Some people would be like, oh, well, you know, church always wants high. Church always wants off, and they just want money. The preacher's richer than everybody else. Da, 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 da. I mean, if you want a poor pastor, then go to a different church. I'm playing. Nah, it'd be some preachers with the bust downs. I'd be seeing them. Yeah, go leave, go to a different church. But like, that's not the excuse to then never go to church again, my friend. Like what? Like, you know that that doesn't even make any sense. Y'all be talking about, oh, I don't donate to the church because uh, the pastor and they be corrupt with the money. I instead I donate to charity. What did you donate to? Black Lives Matter. What you know that too? What you know that too? You know what I'm Like, come on, bro. And like, let's let's stay there for a second. Does that mean like we we've heard about the things with Black Lives Matter, so on and so forth? Do you now think that the lesson from that is to not donate to um, any 
charity that says that they are there to ad- for the advancement of black people and the well-being of black people in America or around the world? Is that the solution, right? Is that the solution? Of course it's not the solution. The solution is maybe now we analyze, we do research on these different organizations and, you know, we just watch the way that they move and make sure that our money is going to a good place. I'm not saying go ask for your, (laughs) go tell the deacon, give me the report of the expenses of this week. But what I am saying is like, you know, you can tell when it's like, okay, you know, pastors just got a private jet. Um, That's kind of weird. Or, oh yeah, pastor just is right driving a Lambo. Kind of weird. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Um, Come on, man. At least give church the same fairness that you give all these other places that you go to at the very least, bro. At the very least. If 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 that's what you if that's what I can get from you, then 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 at least at least give it that. Come on now. Cause we're it's not even fair. But man, hey, what do I know? <laughs> I'm just the guy behind the mic, huh? Glory be to God, man. I I truly hope that that, that, that could be that could be edifying. I, I truly hope you guys get my drift. It's no disrespect, man. It's no disrespect. Um, you know, I, I just really, I, I see, I see the the negative effect of people not going to church. I see it already. We start to mix in with the world when we don't go to church. Just what happens? It's what happens. We start to fall apart when we don't get that recharge. We start to be very lonely when we're not amidst our brothers and sisters in Christ. I know. I'm seeing the effects in my generation, and I want it to stop. Um, So let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your blessings. Thank you for your grace. Father, there's many of us, maybe even from the pandemic, we still haven't gone back to church. Or from when we were 12, we haven't gone back to church for whatever reason, why we thought we were justified, oh God. But today we learned that we are not justified. So, Father God, I'm praying, Lord Jesus, that you quicken our spirits to return if we have left. And for those of us that are still there, oh God, to welcome them with open open arms and love. No hypocrisy, Father, but love. Love. Genuine, authentic love. And, Father God, for all of those that are dealing with church hurt, I pray that your healing power overwhelm them in the mighty name of Jesus, O God. And that their healing process does not take a turn into bitterness and hardening of their heart, but instead goes towards restoration, goes towards reconciliation in the mighty name of Jesus, O God. The enemy shall not grab them and pull them down in the mighty name of Jesus, but they shall trample on the enemy's feet and see the deception of the enemy, see the deception of the false teachers. And Father God, by your spirit, break free, Lord Jesus, from any type of blindness, any type of hardening of the heart, any type of of waywardness in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Father, bless this community. Bless us, Lord Jesus. There are many of us that maybe we've been looking for a church but haven't been able to get plugged in. God, I'm praying that you provide, Lord Jesus. I know how long it took me to find a home church in college, Lord. But, Father God, you provided, and I pray that you, the same way you provided for me, provide for them in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Father, give us community. Give us that formal assembly to which we can gather with, Lord Jesus. And give us our Christian friends as well, God. Give us our Christian friends as well. 
because we need that on Monday, Tuesday. We'll go, we'll go to Bible study on Wednesday, and then Thursday, on Friday, Saturday, and then we'll go to church on Sunday. <laughs> Let your name be glorified, Father, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, it's love, it's love, man. If you're the person that has been going to church, it's love. I'm not, I'm not getting on you, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I guess I am getting on you, but like, you know, it's love. I want you to go to church, please, go to church. Let's do it. Ready? Pure. Love you guys. Have a good night. Have a good week. Have a good week. Peace. Thanks for watching another episode of Church Boy Confessions. Church Boy Confessions is powered by Unassociated, a 501c3 nonprofit organization committed to building a global community of youth on love, identity in Christ, authenticity, and truth. If you feel led, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Unassociated Ministry at www.unassociated.com donate. God bless.